Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Volvacious. Vulva, the external parts of the female genital organs. This week, we're going to talk about consent and what consent is, what it isn't, and how to go about getting it, accepting it, giving it, etc. Now, just a quick disclaimer that this episode might be triggering to some people. So, um, because I'm not explicitly going to talk about sexual assault, but it will be mentioned. So, if anyone finds that triggering, maybe this isn't the episode for you. Disclaimer done. So, we're going to chit-chat about consent. So, first thing we need to understand is what is consent, right? So, like, in terms of the dictionary, what the dictionary says, consent is an agreement between people who are participating in a sexual activity. And the sexual activity doesn't need to be like penis and vagina sex. That's not really what sexual activity encompasses. It could be kissing, touching, petting, sex of any kind, and anything associated with sex. So anything that can be sexual in nature needs to be consensual. And consent isn't always verbal, um, but that's the best way to communicate it, in my opinion, and in order to communicate it clearly between partners, verbal consent is probably the best way to go. And consent can be withdrawn at any time by any participant for any reason. Consent is always revocable. It's not something ongoing. Once it's said, it's not assumed to be that way for the rest of whatever is going on. You can take it away whenever you want. And that's why it's so important to communicate. Communication is key. Communication with a K, like the Kardashians. The Kardashians communicate consent. I'm sure that they do, as they should, as we all should. It's important to note that physical responses to sexual activity are not signs of consent if willing, enthusiastic, ongoing consent is not in place, preferably verbal. So lubrication, arousal, orgasm, erection, etc. can occur when activities are not consensual. So just because there's a physiological response does not indicate that something is consensual. That's why the best way to communicate consent is verbally. Hopefully this should be clear, but no means no. No does not mean keep asking until it's a yes. It means no, not this, not now, not with me. That's what it means. Now the legal definitions of consent vary by state and it can get dicey when you're talking about age so it's kind of confusing in terms of consent now i am from pennsylvania so i'm gonna use pennsylvania's laws to refer to what consent might look like in legal terms particularly by age the ages that i'm saying are based off pennsylvania law Um, every state is different it's important to understand what your state's laws are especially if you're a teenager or in a relationship with someone who is a teenager In Pennsylvania, anyone under the age of 13 cannot consent to sexual activity at all. Anyone between the ages of 13 and 15 cannot consent with anyone who is four or more years older than they are. So if you're 13, you can't consent to sexual activity with someone 17 or older. If you're 14, 18 or older, 15, 19 or older. So it's like that four-year difference is, I don't know if that's between states, but that's what it is in Pennsylvania. And I for some reason, remember learning that in high school. I think that's to protect relationships between consenting high schoolers and middle schoolers or whatever. And then anyone 16 or above can legally, this again is in the state of Pennsylvania, anyone 16 or above or above can legally consent to sexual activity with anyone they choose as long as that person does not have authority over them. 
So the authority over them is like a really important part. So that's why like someone in high school, for example, can't have a sexual relationship with a teacher because the teacher has authority over them. Obviously, there's sexual assault, which is non-consensual activity, but then there's like statutory sexual assault and institutional sexual assault. Statutory sexual assault is like I said about the ages, and then institutional sexual assault is about power balances. You can still be abiding by these like age regulations and power regulations and still be committing crime. Not just a crime, because sometimes the law doesn't consider everything a crime, but you have to consider what's a crime and what's moral. You need to be a good person. (laughs) That's basically what I'm saying. Consent is the single most important thing in any sexual situation, relationship, anything. Consent is the number one thing. So it's really important that we understand legally what consent is and just to in general have an idea of like what you're doing and what you should or shouldn't be doing. I mean it should be easy enough to say don't have sex with someone who doesn't want to have sex with you but it's not always the case that people take that for what it is and respect that. So it's definitely important to understand it. Okay so the interesting thing about consent is when it comes to drugs and alcohol. So From what I understood when I was younger was that if there are drugs or alcohol involved at all in a sexual situation, you can't give consent. Now, that's not necessarily the case. So in the United States, which is where I live, alcohol is a very important part of many social situations. So like parties, events, dinners, whatever, everyone drinks at everything. A lot of people meet people at said events, parties, dinners, etc., And maybe they want to get things going, but there's alcohol involved or drugs. Just because there's alcohol or drugs involved does not mean a sexual assault took place. Consent can be in place in those situations. Overall, it's better to negotiate consent when every party involved is sober of drugs, alcohol, any sort of intoxicants, and is in the right state of mind and mentally capable of making such decisions. If one or all parties have been drinking or doing drugs, all the rules of consent still apply. So consent must be freely given. So no one was pushed into drinking. No one was taken advantage of because they were more vulnerable, drunk, none of that sort of thing. That's not freely given consent. Consent must also be current and ongoing. So if someone didn't agree to something when they were sober and then they start drinking and they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. That's not really a good idea. Try not to do that. If they didn't agree to something when they're sober and now they're a little less against it because they're drunk or high, that's still not really current and ongoing consent. That's kind of like a gray area. Best to avoid gray area. Consent needs to be clear. Everyone needs to know what's happening, fully understand and agree to it, and be engaged. If someone's facing out, they can't give consent. They don't understand what's happening. And this isn't just with drugs and alcohol, this is with like fascination. So if someone's incapacitated, whether that be because they're intoxicated or for whatever reason, they can't give consent. They don't have a clear mind. Um, If they can't understand what's happening, it is not consensual. Everyone obviously needs to be able to communicate clearly. Someone's slurring their words or can't speak. That is obviously not a consensual situation. And consent, like I said before, is also changeable. Just because you said you're okay with something one time doesn't mean you're okay with it all the time. And you need to be able to revoke that consent whenever you choose and be in a position that people around you respect it. Just because you sleep with someone regularly does not mean that everything is on the table all the time. Before every sexual encounter, whether it be the same person or different or multiple people, consent needs to be discussed, boundaries need to be defined, limits need to be talked about. If they can't walk, they can't have sex with you. So that's the main takeaway. 
Hopefully that was self-explanatory. It should be. If it's not, do your research. Try to understand it. And in the meantime, please don't be having sex with anyone. Okay, so now to talking about how to make consent sexy. Before I even start talking about this, I just wanted to say that consent doesn't need to be sexy because it's necessary, so you don't need to make it sexy. It's something that should be talked about regardless. Whether it's in the bedroom or not, you gotta talk about it. It's the most important thing related to sexual activity. And it should be something that everyone's comfortable talking about and hearing about. If you think consent can't be sexy, it totally can. Communication really does improve sexual encounters and relationships inside and outside the bedroom. Communication is hot. Another important kind of general statement is you need to wait for consent. You need to listen to what someone says and respect the answer that someone is giving you. If someone says no, they mean no. Unless, now there is an unless, and that is if that is your preference, your kink, and that was discussed and negotiated beforehand, and this is like a role play situation, that's different. If you're just talking to someone, and this is not associated with a kink or a preference or anything like that, they're not trying to get you to convince them to have sex with them. That's, that's, not, that's not what's going on. But a great way to talk about boundaries is with your clothes still on. Um, this is a really good way to get partners interested and turned on, passionate and excited, all while communicating without the pressure of being in the bedroom. It can be hard to talk about these things if you're afraid to ruin the mood or interrupt the middle in the middle of something. So just talk about it beforehand. It's probably easier to do. So let's say even this goes for having a one-time partner or partners. On the Uber ride over to someone's place, have a little chit-chat. Maybe not an earshot of the Uber driver. Maybe whisper it a little bit. Probably best. They probably don't want to hear about your sex life. Talk to them about what they are expecting, what they want, what they're into, that sort of stuff. You know what you're walking into, and so do they. The easiest way to do things. And don't act like it's like a big topic, like you have to set a candle at dinner just to talk about these types of things. It doesn't have to be like that at all. Just kind of open the conversation up, and once you do that, a lot of times it flows more easy. Now, there's a lot of different ways to communicate consent. Um, so if you're asking for consent to do something, you want to make sure you're listening to body language. If someone is pulling back or hesitating, or kind of has a fear in their voice or a change in their voice or the way they're acting in general, that should be a sign that maybe everything's not going the way they expected or the way they want. Take a moment, check in, see how they're doing. If things need to be stopped, stop them. You can ask, is this okay? Is this good? Do you like this? Are you enjoying yourself? And you want to make sure you're listening to someone's response, not just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, that might be their usual response and that's okay too, but listen to what they're saying and what their body is saying. Maybe they're too afraid to say, no, do this instead, or no, I don't want that right now. So you need to be aware of how someone is acting around you compared to how they usually do. And again, this can be difficult, so it's best to just, something doesn't feel right, just take a step back. Like literally take a step back <laughs> and then just, just directly ask, is this what you want right now? If they say yes, be my guest, go ahead. If they say no, maybe talk about it. Maybe they wouldn't like you to leave. Um, do whatever they need you to do. And again, if there's ever doubt, pause. Pause the situation. And consent can totally be a part of like dirty talk. So if you're talking to someone and things are getting hot and heated, you can ask, do you want this? Is this okay? What do you want? Does this turn you on? Do you want me to stop? That's also a great thing to say. Do you want me to stop? Because it can be hot if someone says, no, keep going. You know, that's what an expected response would be. Or you can say, someone could say, 
yeah, could you stop doing that? And then you stop. Like, it can be hot and sexy, but it can also be a way to open the conversation if someone isn't comfortable just stopping it and they kind of need guidance. So that's a good way to communicate consent. There's rejection in the situation. Accept it. The rejection probably isn't about you personally unless you're being a real asshole and then in that case it is and you should leave um but it's probably just someone doesn't feel comfortable with that thing in the moment and again you need to respect everyone's boundaries including your own a no to one thing doesn't necessarily mean a no to everything so if someone says no i don't want to have penetrative sex you know i really like kissing you don't don't feel like super offended and um, just leave. Just know that that's not what they want in that moment and you need to respect that. Now, if that's something that you're desiring, you also have the option to leave and seek it elsewhere. That's kind of like an asshole move in my opinion, but it's your choice. But yeah, so it's just important to just take things at the pace that you believe is comfortable for you and your partner or partners. And if you need to leave, leave. If someone is telling you to leave, you should leave. So we talked about asking for consent now, how about how do you give consent? So it can be hard to say no sometimes. I'm very much a people pleaser. I don't like to say no. I don't like to reject people. So I'm aware that it can be hard to say no, especially if you feel pressured or unsure or if you're really just overwhelmed by an experience. That's okay. Saying no takes practice, can be hard. It's something that everyone needs to be comfortable with. Um, just as people need to respect your boundaries, like I said, you need to respect your own as well. And respecting your own boundaries means standing up for yourself and speaking up for yourself. Don't be afraid to say no. I practice saying no on the daily. <laughs> practice saying no inside and outside the bedroom. You know, if you don't want to get pizza every night, say, no, I don't want pizza tonight. I want Chipotle. There's an opportunity for you to get what you want and teach you how to communicate your boundaries and your desires. Again, this does not have to be in the bedroom. This is just a good practice in life in general. I highly recommend learning to say no if you're the type of person who never says it. Go after what you want and ask for it. Also giving consent, if you're not quite comfortable saying, like if you don't know the words to say when you do want to give consent, it can be an action. And it can be words too, but you can use your body, your tone of voice, your hands, your whatever to imply that you are comfortable with the situation. And hopefully you're with a person who can recognize body language and shifts in body language. So if you're no longer comfortable, they can recognize that as well. You can use your body to communicate what you want and what you don't want. You can, you know, if you don't want something, you can gently push someone away. You can kind of move around. You can do whatever you choose to do and communicating consent difficult i recognize that again if you don't want to ruin the mood who cares about ruining the mood we care about safety pleasure enjoyability and just overall well-being so if that you know takes away from the passion for a minute boohoo so sad you'll get it back because consent is sexy if you're not into something if you're not comfortable with something you can move away, you can switch things around, they don't pick up on your body language. You can say, hey, maybe let's stop doing this, or you can stop now. I found that that's a good one, or just being like, okay, kind of imply like we're done here, we're, we're done with that right now. You can use words like those that aren't, in my opinion, aggressive. You can obviously use aggressive words if need be, like do whatever you want. They're more gentle. Um, if you're not trying to reject a whole situation, or you don't feel like you need to reject all the situation. If you're just like done with something in particular, those phrases are something I've found to be useful. 
if someone is not listening, leave, call someone, yell, do whatever you need to do, fight whatever you need to do, and know that nothing is ever your fault. And generally, like, your body, your choice, do whatever you want to do. And if you don't want to do something, don't do it. Like, no one can tell you what you should or shouldn't be doing. If you like doing one thing one time, and then the next time you're like, nah, maybe it wasn't my thing, you can take that away, that's fine. Yeah, so to conclude, if you have to convince someone to do something, you're doing it wrong. If you don't want to do it, you shouldn't have to do it. Your body, your choice. And let's talk about consent, because consent can be cute, can be sexy, it can be hot. It can make things even more exciting and more fun and more enjoyable for everyone. So get out there, talk to your friends, talk to your partners, talk to your parents about consent. Follow me at VolvaciousPod on Instagram and Twitter. Email me at VolvaciousPodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, suggestions. I'm happy to listen. That's all for this week. Remember, keep consent cute. Bye.